Hello, everybody. This is King Shed Conversation. Hope y'all are having a wonderful Sunday. It is beautiful outside here where I am. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in with me again. I have a lot to talk about this week, a lot to talk about today, a lot that I've been seeing, a lot that I have um, uh, thoughts on, uh, some things uh, won't get talked about, and uh, others you may not be um, interested in, but I definitely was, but uh, world, some world events going on that really confused the crap out of me. Um, and I have a couple of topics too that uh, someone wants me to talk about, but before I get into those, I'm going to get into uh, some of this other stuff. Um, I was looking, I have a news feed on my phone that lets me know when things are going on around the world and things like that. And something popped up and it was like uh, reps, I don't know whether the reps were, for, were from um, North Korea or whether they were from the U.S., but reps for North Korea, South Korea, and the U.S. are going to meet in Finland to talk about denuclearization. Now, that's what it was saying in the beginning. As I read on, it started saying that these particular reps have no uh, political ties or anything like that. And I started thinking, okay, did the person that wrote the story uh, realized the uproar that was going to come from it and tried to sweeten it by saying they aren't, they don't have any political ties. And if that's the case, why not scrap the entire story altogether? Because if they don't have any political ties, then what's the point? And if they do have political ties, I can't understand how or why we would feel like we could trust um, a country where the man in power killed his own stepbrother. I mean, he killed his own family for various reasons, you know, and we know this, but yet we'll go talk to him about uh, denuclearization. Like if he said, oh, yeah, well, we'll get rid of all our nukes, blah, blah, blah. And we could trust him to do that. Because I think we've been having issues with nukes and stuff like that with people for well over 20 years. And I'm like, no one, I don't think there's a country on this planet that will uh, get rid of things that they now have and be okay with other countries having what they don't have. And if you understand what I'm saying, I wouldn't get rid of all of my guns and know that my potential enemies have guns, but I'm sitting around with sticks. It just doesn't make much sense. And, um, I mean, that's just one thing that was on my mind. I mean, it, there, it got a lot deeper than that. And you can go look up the story if you, uh, if it interests you, I mean, I won't heart too much on that, but that's just something I wanted to share with you guys. Um, in other news, there was, a uh, Sweden is apparently, helping to try to get three Americans released that were taken hostage. Um, <clears throat> I think they said, excuse me, that these Americans are in um, South Korea or something like that. But the the thing that got me, um, and anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a racist. You know, I love all people. I show respect 
um, when respect is shown to me, and I I um, pride myself on um, trying to see a person's spirit and things of that nature, other than what their uh, skin looks like. But with that being said, Sweden is helping to try to get three quote Americans released that were taken hostage. Now, these three Americans' names are Kim Sang-duk, Kim Hak-sung, and Kim Dong-chul. Yep, you heard it. Let it sink in. These three Americans' names are Kim Sang-duk, Kim Hak-sung, and Kim Dong-chul. Now, I'm pretty doggone sure they weren't born in Kansas. They pr- they're probably not from New York City or anything like that. But I remember, and the reason I, I point that out is because I remember uh, how many months ago was it when uh, the guy, they had him all over the news. I don't know if he was a Mexican or what. I think he may have been. But anyway, he was 40-something years old. And they, they deported him back to Mexico. And his wife and his kids live here. And if I'm not mistaken, they said he had been living here his entire life. Now, I think his parents may have been illegal, but I think he was an American citizen. Now, they shipped his ass out of here. But Sweden is Sweden is trying to help get three Americans by the name of Kim Sanduk, Kim Hawksong, and Kim Dong Chol back to America. Now, two of these people are being held on suspicion of hostile acts, and they've been being held since 2017. One of them has been held since 2015 and has been serving 10 years on espionage charges. Espionage and hostile acts. These are three that Sweden's trying to get back to America, but yet we're taking citizens that uh, or people, let me say people, we're taking people that may have no criminal background. They're upholding, upstanding citizens um, and they work, you know, to take care of their families, all of that good stuff. But yet we want to deport them. But we have three that and I know you can't judge a book by its cover. But by these names, uh, I would think they, they are probably um, not born and raised in America. I would think now the names doesn't necessarily uh mean that that's the case but that's just my brain working on that so that didn't make any good sense to me to have three uh people that sweden they didn't even say the president or anything sweden is trying to help get these three americans released that were taken hostage and apparently they they were taken hostage because they had done some stuff they had done things in this place and the people got them it's like okay you're gonna you know you're gonna pay for your crimes or whatever but we'll see where that goes um, not sure. Well, more than likely, Sweden will probably, they'll probably work some crap out behind closed doors and release them for whatever kind of favors. And that'll be that. But that's, that's just crazy to me. And while we're talking about North Korea, I also saw that North Korea earned $200 million in 2017 from pretty much acting like pirates of the Caribbean. They were pirating. Now, they're painting different names on um, boats and importing and exporting things and claiming they were from other countries and stuff like that. And you got 
$200 million from doing that. Now, that sounds to me like a place that does things because they know there are no consequences. Now, we know they're doing this, but yet we still can set up meetings to go talk with them and uh, do business deals and this and that. And it's, it's almost like when you were a kid and you did something and you didn't try to hide. Excuse me, y'all. My dog on sinuses acting with me. But you do things and you don't try to hide. And the parents pretty much feel like, okay, you, you're acting real bold. You know what I mean, you act like there are no consequences. Like you just don't care. Well, that's what North Korea is doing with a lot of this stuff. Because if you can earn $200 million by doing that kind of stuff and people know about it and still deal with you, I mean, why would you switch it up? Why would you change it up? And mind you, these are the same uh, people that we're going to be having meetings with to talk about denuclearization. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but that kind of stuff, you know, I think about things like that. Because that's on a grand scale, but there are other things that happen on a smaller scale that affect us too, but Sometimes if you put self-blinders on, that stuff will go on and it'll affect you and, and you be so used to it and numb to it to where you uh, don't even realize and then you're getting swallowed by a hold and then looking up and realizing, oh my goodness, how did I get in this position? But that's the uh, overly political stuff that I had to talk about. Now, we'll get into... Uh, the topics at hand. Um, this question was posed to me. It said, uh, I think about two days ago, I did a, a, a um, episode and it was pretty much saying, uh, why get married and still cheat? But this question was posed to me. It was talking about moving in. As far as moving in with somebody, how long should you wait? Because, you know, now people do it real quick now. I mean, y'all will be dating. And the next week, either the the woman's moving her stuff in or the guy's moving their stuff in. And my take on that is, I mean, I guess it's all, it's all about preference. I mean, whatever you feel comfortable with. But I can't see myself moving in with a female that, you know, I just met. Now, there is normally a, a dating uh, time limit, you know, you meet somebody, y'all exchange numbers or whatever, you talk, you get to know the person, you go out, you know, and then when you guys decide to start dating, um, that period happens, then a little bit later they may move in, and I think a lot of people look at the time from the very first moment you exchange numbers, so that's why to a lot of people it doesn't seem like, oh, I'm just jumping into something because and technically you are building a foundation from from that moment, from the moment you're attracted to someone and then y'all exchange numbers. I mean, you start getting a feel for the person. But at the same time, we all know about the what they call the, uh, the honeymoon phase stage, rather, and where in the beginning, everybody's on their best behavior. I mean, you come, they visit your home and you cleaned up before they got there and things like that. But I think you never really truly know um, whether you mesh and what a person is like until you live with them because they get comfortable. And the real you normally comes out the more comfortable you are. So the, um, the time limit. Oh, uh. 
how long should you wait to move in with somebody? I don't know. I guess when you um when you're comfortable enough with them seeing the real you. And once you the both of you discuss it and um but I will say this. I would not personally move in with someone that I hadn't already to myself contemplated whether I could spend, you know, um, a considerable amount of my time with preferably a woman I could marry. Now, if I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm really um, feeling this female and I think I might love her and I could see myself being with her, then I would think about moving in and living with a woman. But if I'm not feeling that kind of way, I don't want to live with you because it's too, that stuff gets, gets complicated when, if you don't see yourself living with this person, uh, for the rest of your life, marrying this person, things like that. You, when you get to living with somebody, it's not, um, like you are at your house and they're at their house and it don't work out and you can call them and y'all talk about it and say, Oh, well, I think we need to break up. Okay, cool. Once you living with somebody, now you got to worry about, um, who's leaving whose place was it how you gonna get them out of there because the law says you know if they live in there you can't just say oh we broke up and you gotta go now and the next day you back by yourself it doesn't work like that now you got eviction uh, processes you gotta go through you gotta pay money to get eviction notices and then when you doggone serve them it ain't like somebody gonna say oh well thank you for this no they're gonna be pissed off but you still gotta sleep in the same house with this person and then I'm, I'm paranoid with stuff like that. And I, I'm laying there and got one eye open because I don't know what you're going to do. And I leave and come back and don't know if the house is going to be on fire or if she's going to, you know, let 10 dogs in to do whatever they want to do. It, it just gets messy. So I don't think a person should live with somebody until they um, are ready to commit to that person long term. Then, you know, it, once you in your heart and mind know that that's the case, then you know live with live with the person because you're you're really gonna um see the true them at that stage and that's not to say that um you don't get the real person before the end but i don't think i don't think a person is really totally totally comfortable until you all living together because you get to see you know the person at their worst and their best you get to see the the woman without the makeup and with the uh, pantyhose on her head and the guy throw his underwear on the on the floor and things like that. I mean, you get all that once you're living together. Um, and attached to that question, they were like, people play the part of being married without being married. It's like they're afraid to actually commit. Now, I knew some people who um, dated for a very long time and they seemed happy and they got married and I swear within two months, they were divorced. They broke up. And I think people put a lot of pressure on the title marriage. They put so much pressure on being married. Whereas if they would just enjoy it for what it is and understand it for what it is, it's a beautiful thing. And it could be a beautiful thing and it could um, last for eternity like it was intended to. But um, I think a lot of people do... Uh, live together and you know they um, share bank accounts and you know they of course having sex and things like that like a married couple would and um, raising children and the whole nine 
without actually walking down the aisle though and i think as time went on and um society became what it did i don't think people want to go through the whole process of getting divorced and even thinking about that so they would they would much rather just be like okay we're together you're mine i'm yours and i'm faithful to you but i hear a lot of people talking about the uh, oh that's just a piece of paper and I think people are really starting to feel that way where they're like, okay, if everybody getting divorced anyway, what's the point? But I, even though the divorce rate is extremely high, I don't um, view marriage as something that that's a what's the point type of thing. I think marriage is a beautiful thing. And I think when two people truly and honestly love each other and are willing to work through everything and be each other's uh, backbone, and, and build that solid foundation the marriage is great but um like i said a lot of people do play the part of being married but that's all in what what you accept as well because i'm not gonna accept a person playing the uh wifey role or the wife role but not wanting to walk down the aisle because you don't get those type of privileges you know without that and the same goes for women. I don't think you should allow a man to um, get those husband privileges without actually wifing you up. I mean, all you're doing is telling him it's, it's okay. Yeah, I can I can get those benefits, but I don't have to, you know, put a ring on it. Because at the end of the day, as long as he keeps stringing you like that, it's almost like the uh, older generation used to say, why buy the, um, buy the cow when you get the milk for free? And that's just the way people handle that. But um, that's my thoughts on that one. Um, like I said, I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Thank you for listening to me. I know this one was a little uh, longer than usual. Um, I still have those two I was talking about last week, those two um, sessions and interviews that I'm going to have this week with Leah Milam and uh, Neil, her husband. Uh, like I said, they're two great people the um, husband and wife they have a, a son together and they've also um a lot of the way they are i can see it in him but we'll talk about that a little more later on in the week um a lot of uh things coming up that i'm real excited about i hope you guys can um continue to support me thank you for everything that you do thank you for who you are and um we'll talk again soon peace and love Still sick and needed to go now.